for the 2023 Breeders' Cup Seminar, presented by the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. Welcome to Auxiliary Gate Podcast number 162. It's the Super Bowl of Horse Racing. Breeders' Cup time is here on Friday and Saturday from Santa Anita Park in Arcadia, California. We invited Todd Shrupp, Randy Moss, Andy Beyer, Andy Serling, and a host of others. And they all turned us down. But we do have one guest for you, Brandon Jaggers. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, I'm happy to report that I've, I'm coming off of a nice Keeneland meet, uh, and a really good start to the Church of Downs meet with an easy pick four win. It was just, just lock, stock, and barrel ready to go. And I took some time on this, uh, juvenile car to the Breeders' Cup, and I'm thrilled to be here. Well, you're a big bull and you're sitting in your Louisville pasture. We're glad you you could join us. Of course, this is part one of our Breeders' Cup seminar. Part two, we'll cover Saturday's car. But tonight, we're going to cover uh, what they call uh, Future Stars Friday. And we're going to go through the five Breeders' Cup races at Santa Anita on Friday. And that's uh, starting with race five and going through race nine. And this composes a pick five, which... Originally, I I try to steer away from the pick fives on Breeders' Cup Day. I don't I don't have the uh, the financial arsenal, but I I do have a play, so I, I am going to play it uh, if if everything holds together. Now we we did have some bad news. Uh, uh, if, you, if you haven't been on social media, if you don't follow racing news, uh, we lost a uh, practical move 
who died of a heart attack this morning. And he was entered in the in the dirt mile. We sent our condolences to his connections. It was a great cult. He he uh, scratched from the derby back in in spring, and uh, had had taken the whole summer off, and they got him back good. And he just uh, dominated a uh, an allowance race at San. He didn't look like he could be a contender, and uh, uh, you know, and, and he's he's gone. And that's that's kind of what happens in this game. Yeah, it's really sad to hear that. And- you never know at times notice. I think, uh, he was trained by Tim Yaxine, right? Yes. And I don't know publicity that I've heard from Tim yet, but, uh, just very, very sad news. Then, uh, Archangelo has been withdrawn from the classic. He's going to uh, go to stud. They're going to go on to retire him. I don't know if I agree with that decision, but you know, it's, it's, it's all about, uh, it's all about making money. Uh, it's funny. I had a conversation about that at Churchill. Uh, Saturday morning with uh, with an old trainer who's, who, you know, he, he's lamenting how the game has changed. It's all about uh, retiring to the to the breeding shed now. Uh, but Archangelo is going to Lane's Inn, and uh, he's going to uh, be a daddy uh, from now on. Yeah, seems awful quick. I thought the horse had a lot more to go. We were talking about a hoof issue. I didn't think that was a major deal uh, leading up. I mean, you know, it's always major when you can't run 100%. So don't take me wrong. But is there other races in the future of the horse? Yeah, I think so. You know, the Pegasus. There, there was other things the horse could have done. But maybe they saw the signs. I don't know. But, man, it seemed very, very, very quick. Yeah. And then uh, just recently we found out that Get Smoking, who was the winner of the Kentucky Turf Cup, uh, maybe injured a ligament. In a workout, and uh, of course, uh, uh, one of the uh, owners of of that horse was the Iron Horse Partnership, and that was uh, Iron Horse Racing. That is uh, Harlan Malter, who was on our podcast about a month ago or a month and a half ago, and uh, the, that horse has uh, been declared out of the uh, the Breeders' Cup turf. So uh, that changes the pace dramatically in that race, and uh, you know we're we're sorry for. Uh, for uh, uh, Mr. Malter and, and, and the connections of uh, Get Smoking, was looking forward to seeing him run in the turf. Same here. Same here. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk Breeders' Cup. The five races on uh, Breeders' Cup Friday is uh, they're all two-year-old races. Uh, three of them are on the grass. Two of them are the traditional Breeders' Cup races. The traditional seven. Uh, two of the seven were the, uh, the 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 juvenile and the juvenile fillies. We'll get to those later. But we're going to lead off here with the first leg of the pick five. And it's the Brewers Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. This is a race I have no use for whatsoever. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't play this race. I never did like it. And I think maybe I had single Golden Pal in something a few years ago when he won. I, I typically don't have any edge in here at all. But uh, Brandon, I'm interested in hearing what you what you have to say here. Then I'll I'll give you a long shot. But I, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to how I'm going to play this in the pick five. Yeah, I've got a few markups on my page here, and but first I'd like to just tell everybody about the $3 all-turf pick three. I think this is the first time the Breeders' Cup in 39 years, or I guess they're calling it the 40th year, uh, has ever came up with that. I really think it came from Keeneland, <laughs> so I always like to pay tribute to that. Yeah, that's a Jim Goodman creation, right? Yeah. He's, he's a Keeneland guy, yeah. Another former, uh, do we have him on the pod? I think we did. We yeah. did have him. Yeah. 
I can't remember the episodes were under the multi-hundreds at this point, but I remember Jim, and Jim, the $3 all-turf pick three is now here because of you, so thank you for the innovation. You know, I I, I kind of – it's it's hard in a turf sprint. I told CC this before we aired tonight. How can I isolate two horses on a five, on a five-furlong turf sprint? I typically never do that. You know, I always want to – Really look at, you know, a broad spread here. And I, and I'm, you can hear me turning the pages. You know, we got a full field. I'm excited to see a lot of these horses. Yeah. Uh, you know, some I've never really seen race in, in live time. I've watched a few little, uh, races here and there, you know, from the past performances, but you know, I, I gotta, I love George Weaver on the turf. I'm, I don't like the rail post for Johnny V. With Crimson Advocate, number one. Uh, Sires Nyquist, I think this horse got a lot of potential, showing a lot of works. Time form seems to be right. You know, Big Eves is like probably going to be the big favorite, I guess, hence the name. But, I, I you know, if you want to beat, that, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do on a turf sprint. No one ever loves turf sprints getting even money. I don't. I don't like taking the square there. I like to see a sprinter from outside post, middle post, or even inside. I, could I isolate to anything here? CC, I know you're going to be mad at me. I went, I went to the inside rail with the one, and then I also came out to Steve Asmussen, committee of one, who's on the 12 hole. You know, I, I rated these horses as A's, as my, as my, my tops. You know, I've got a lot of B's underneath. I think, really, if you look at time form and you look at some really good turf lead-ups to these races, these horses are peaking. I look for the peak. I, I really think Committee of One at Kentucky Downs was blazing hot, a very hot speed. I think this horse has got more in the tank, almost close to win off that, that off, you know, it's pretty hot pace. And you never know what Kentucky Downs really throws at you, but I think this horse is well positioned. Christian Torres, I know, I get it. It's a long shot. I get it. But at eight to one, I think it's probably going to be 15 to one. Uh, I rested on the, the one and the 12 on the outside committee of one. Yeah, I think, uh, they, they drew up the morning line before they drew post positions. So I think, uh, yeah, your 12 horse is going to drift up dramatically because I, I think, I think he's going to get uh, ignored out there. Does, does that bother you at all, though? That I means he's going to have to come from behind. He's probably going to have a wide trip uh, throughout. Does that concern I, you at all? What what type of price do you want on him? I think it's going to be 15, 20 to 1, you know, and that's what I'm looking for. But, you know, obviously I came inside. I want to rest with Aiden O'Brien as a B horse, you know, Cherry Blossom number eight. You get Ryan Moore. All the connections, all the things seem to register correctly. You know, the horse is actually cutting back, uh, you know, from five and six and seven or, yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm trying to kind of do an inside play, inside attack from the left, middle and right flanks. And, and hopefully we get one of these horses home, but you know, it's always hard to start out with a, a baby turf sprint. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I don't, like I said, I don't like this race. However, if Big Evs, the four 
horse that's shipping yeah. in from Europe. This horse is really the favorite. I don't like him. He's obviously he's uh he's 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 fine. He's three of three of five lifetime. He comes in off of grade two win at Doncaster. Prior to that he was off the board. He ran against older horses. A two year old ran against older horses in the Nunthorpe stakes at York. Uh carried gosh, twenty yeah, twenty three pounds less than the winner, but he was beaten well beaten eight lengths back. But you know, two of those three wins come off soft courses, a lot of give, and he comes to San Anita. The track's gonna be or the course is gonna be rock hard. And I, I you know, I can't I can't take this horse at, at a low price. And and you know, George Weaver's got three in here. You you mentioned two of them. The one I like maybe the other one, the nine <laughs> amidst waves. This is a Philly taking on the boys. And I know the connections liked her in the Indian summer. That was against the boys as well. She had a terrible trip. Got broke kind of broke I don't remember the replay, but she broke fairly slow and just had a rough trip and, and really should have got up and won. Uh she was sent off nine to five, was beaten by your horse committee of one. Flavian Pratt takes the mount. John Velasquez rides one of the other John uh, uh George Weaver horses, Crimson Advocate. Uh, if I can get 10 to one on amidst waves, I might place a win bet on her. Uh, in terms of the pick five, I'm going to be narrow in some of the other races. So I'm just going to hit the all button here. And cause uh, I don't have any faith in this field. So I'll give, I'll go 12 deep in here, take my lumps and then, uh, we'll go narrow later on. How about that? I mean, I was thinking about taking Weaver only and Aiden O'Brien. You know, the, the, these are like betting angles, you know. How do you construct a ticket? You know, those types of things. But I got to add committee of one. I still love the outside post. Uh, Christian Torres really gets a chance here. I think he's a hell of a rider. One of, you know, he's one of a kind. He's up and coming. So I'm always for the underdog. Gosh, I hope, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of other places you could position. Valiant Force is a heck of a horse. I, I don't, I just don't know enough about him. Uh, but he's running some really, really tough company. But the time form and his speed ratings just don't favor this type of race to me. Okay, let's turn the page. Let's go to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, a mile and the 16th on the dirt, $2 million purse. And there's going to be a heavy favorite in here. Uh, a Philly, uh, I think a lot of us are going to be looking forward to, to seeing run. And that's number seven, Tamara. This is a daughter of Bolt Doro, one of the hot sires in the country right now. And but uh, that's uh, that's just half of the equation. Tamara's mother is a Philly name or a mayor named Beholder, who is one of the top, uh, probably one of the top uh, disc staffers of the last 25 years. And uh, Beholder won the Pacific Classic and a host of other races. Uh, she is uh, this Philly is uh, gosh, she looks uh, almost unbeatable in here. She her her speed figures tower over the rest of the field. She had a big workout. On October 22nd, she just looks like the best bet on the card. Obviously, the uh, the wise guys, the guys that uh, really want to make money, would go against her. I'm sure. I just can't do it. I think she's just a stick out. Yeah, CC, I agree with you. Uh, you really can't. Uh, you know, there's nothing in the in the in the history here of this horse that makes you really debate whether or not this horse can be a winner. I love the Phillies. You know, I I love these types of races going to route of ground. 
you know, but am I going to try to beat her? Of course I am because I'm here for value. I'm not here to, to bet even money. You know, do we give a lot of credence to the house of bodies this year? I do. I, I watched that race. I love the race. I thought Candy did a great job. Do I care about the post? No. I think Saez has got like six out of 11 uh, rides on the rail. I don't understand that. I've never seen that ever occur. Uh, is, is there a chance that Candy could be an alternate? Yes. I mean, Candy beat VV's Dream, Ali's Beach, and also Bodies. I think there's something here left in the tank for this horse. I thought, I thought, I thought enough of that horse because it ran at Keeneland. I give a lot of credit to that. Uh, but I got one that's a really, really big long shot. <laughs> Let's hear and, it. And it borders Tamara. The spirit okay. and Chante. So the number eight horse for Peter Miller. I really thought this horse, I looked at works, I looked at races. I thought this horse could maybe go route of ground. It's never done it. Long shot, I get it. But it seems to be handling the the local track. It's a winner at Santa Anita. I'm going to play the horse. Uh, I mean, she's pretty game. You know, it's, it's a big hurdle, no doubt. But she's bred all over to, to do it. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, out of tap it, come on. You know, this horse wants to go the route of ground and, you know, just keeps working real well. I love, you know, Juan Hernandez is up. Smith, I think, had Mike Smith a lot. Maybe, where did Mike Smith go in this race? Oh, to Tamara, of Tamara. course. But, yeah. you know, I, I I just think there's something left to be said here. I think this horse is a really good shot. And I always want to root on Bill Mott called with the number 12 horse. Just FYI, uh, put this horse down as, a, as an A, out of just by Justify, out of a street cry, street cry mare. I think there's a lot to be said about this horse. It broke its maiden at Saratoga, uh, did well at the Brissette. I think this is a really, really good shot for this horse. Uh, and that that's kind of, that, those are my outside choices besides the obvious favorite here. I will say uh, Alan Schneider sent in a couple of uh, long shot plays in here uh, in the number six. Uh, Shatalis who's a daughter of Gunrunner out of an Indian Charlie mare. She's uh, she just won the, the Chandelier, which is Santa Anita's juvenile Phillies prep, uh, local prep. And that's for Mark Glatt and Antonio Frisou. And then he, he also mentioned number 11, Life Talk, uh, another daughter of Gunrunner out of a Bernardini mare who broke her maiden to Saratoga handily. And uh, was third to, to your your horse that you talked about to just FYI ran third to her in the Frisette. Um So uh, that yeah, that's that's two uh, long shot picks from uh, from Allen. I'll just say one more thing about Tamara. Of course, it's for Richard Mandela, and I failed to mention in the opening that uh, you know Mandela lost his uh, top uh, three year old top probably top horse in the barn uh, go rocket ride to a to an injury. So uh, this would be good karma. If uh, Tamara yeah. could pull off a juvenile Phillies win, you know, she ran a big, big, big number in the Del Mar debutante on September 9th. And uh, I think he he did right by her. He, he gave her a break instead of running her in the chandelier at Santa Anita. And I think she's uh, 
sitting on a big effort. I'm very much looking forward to this. So anyway, let's move on. The third leg of this pick five is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. million dollars, one mile on the Santa Anita turf course. That's, of course, uh, just over one lap around around the course. And we've got a another full field. We've got 14 entered here. The favorite, uh, tepid favorite at four to one. She feels pretty from the Lale Stables barn that uh, that campaigned uh, Kentucky Derby winner Barbaro, Sherry DeVoe. And this is a, a daughter of Kara Conti. And then Brandon, I know you've got an affinity for this filly. <laughs> yeah. Well, affinity do us not. Uh, I, you know, we've had a prior guest here on the podcast, Phil Bauer. This guy, anything he's touching right now is winner. And Phil really is well meant in this race. Uh, on the turf, going a mile with Pichu, number three. Phil, I hope you're listening. I'm sure you are. You had ran a great Jessamine race. We were thrilled to see it, and you had a price on it. So it's always good to see when there's a little left on, little little meat left on the bone. I think this horse is well intended here. This is a tough race. I mean, there's so many well talented horses here. Uh, you know, where do you go? Where's your A pluses? I thought Carla's way for who's the trainer on Carla's Sim- way? Nine? Simon Crisford. Yeah, Simon Crisford. However, the Euros have only won three of the fifteen runnings of this whole this whole race that they they developed here. Uh, you know, but this horse actually ran third to a Aiden O'Brien who came back to win a Grade One. So let's look at that. I mean, this horse is, I, I think. Has a, has a good race here. Well positioned. I'm not really familiar with the trainers, obviously, but I also like our Brendan Walsh, another former podcast trainee with Austere. I really think this horse is perfectly spotted here. I think Brendan knows what he's doing. I'm excited to see what this horse can do. Two for two. This type of trip it should not be a bother. I think Everything is going to be fine here. You got to throw out Kentucky Downs. It's never a perfect course there, but it's a win, and that that was a qualified win against good turf horses. So uh, I love Mendelssohn. I love everything about this austere, like Craig said. Uh, and that, those are really my top two picks here. Yeah, I like those two as well. Uh, I'll just go through mine. Buku. Was the Phil Bauer trainee? She was very impressive winning the Jessman. She was last at the top of the stretch, and Martin Garcia was so patient with her. He just unleashed her, and she she passed the whole field, then drew away three or four lengths. I mean, it was just it was a great effort. Just yeah. got a feeling this this Philly's it's gonna uh, the way Bauer's going. I, I think she's very live, uh, so have to use her. Uh, and Carla's way the way, like you said, Simon Crisford used to be. Sheikh Mohammed's right-hand man for many, many years. Uh, he wasn't a trainer. He just kind of oversaw. He was the manager of the operation. So, you know, he's he's laid hands on many a good horse over the years internationally. So uh, James Doyle takes him out. He's one of the top jocks uh, internationally. So we definitely like her chances. And I agree. Number 10, Austere is a, another filly that I like. 
Uh, I think she, she's got room to improve. I don't know if she beat much at Kentucky Downs, but you know, the way she did it, she, she won handily. She did flop her leads late. So don't know if that's a sign of getting tired or maybe she's just green. Uh, so, you know, I think improvements there. And, uh, she feels pretty would be the fourth one. Obviously that's the favorite. Gosh, she was so impressive. And then in the Natalma at Woodbine, she just looks like she might be the best, uh, the best of this bunch. So that, that's a, that's a pretty good quartet. And then if I were going to use one more, it'd be hard to justify from the Chad Brown barn. That's the 12 Philly for, uh, Brown and Flavian Pratt. She's two for two. Had a really, really easy trip in the Miss Grillo. That was her stakes win. I think, uh, she won't get that type of trip, but, uh, if I do use her, through this point in the pick five, I'm going to be 12 by one by five. So <laughs> got, yeah, I've got to narrow it down from here on out. Yeah. But, uh, that's, that, that would be a quintet. I would be fairly confident. I, uh, if I could get, get to that race, I think I would be confident. You know, if we're going this deep, cause you know, you gave me the prerequisite of only two horses, but I, I keep, uh, broadening my, my wings here. <laughs> I don't know if I could do the pocketbook. But Porta Fortuna, I mean, I think could be a really good shot. Uh, uh, Osin Murphy, I love that horse, or I love the jockey. Porta Fortuna, Ireland bred out of Caravaggio or by Caravaggio. I think this horse got a lot of upside as a B type. I, I'm not for sure where to place him. I haven't seen anything, uh, to watch the horse race, but. It beats some really good horses, I think, in the last. Uh, it's a, is it a step up? It probably is, but we'll see what happens. So number six, Porta Fortuna. Yeah, go. I meant to mention this. Uh, the European contingent hasn't really fared Mm-mm. as well in this race that they have the other turf races. I'm looking here. They're um, three to fifteen. There you go. Yeah, Aiden O'Brien won last year with Meditate. Then you go all the way back to 2013. Chrysalium with Charlie Hills uh, and uh, Richard Hughes rode that one. And then prior to that, Flotilla. And that's it. And then you got a steady dose of Chad Brown. So, you know, kind of the reason why I want to include the, uh, the, uh, the 12 fairly hard to justify from the Chad Brown barn. So uh, let's, uh, let's turn the page. I guess you would call this the, uh, the feature race on the car, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, mile and 16, $2 million. And a, a tepid favorite with number six, Locked, who just won the uh, Breeders' Futurity for Todd Pletcher and Jose Ortiz. This, this is almost like a carbon copy of the prior year's uh, Breeders' Futurity when the Forte ran down Loggins. Except, uh, you know, Loggins was trained by Brad Cox. This time, uh, Locked ran down the wine steward from the Mike Maker barn. But uh, locked is seven to two, uh, and uh, Brandon, I'm interested to see what you like in the juvenile. This might be my single, and I hate. I, it's probably not a big, big fan of the podcast listeners, but number ten, Moose, Bob Baffert. <laughs> I I know, I know. Two for two though at Santa Anita. I think this horse is steadily progressing in the right way. Uh, $2 million good magic purchase, you know, Zidane racing stables. 
you know, the prior history of, of the ownership and trainership, they're winners, but I mean, there's others to really look at, but I just kept staring at this horse. And I was like, I don't think there's any other way to go. Maybe Prince of Monaco and the Monster. Once again, Saez on the rail uh, and Maker. You know, I, I, you know, Maker's a great trainer, phenomenal trainer. He does a lot with what he's given. I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't feel real confident in the horse. Uh, but, but he's a great conditioner. Nonetheless, I thought Pratt and Bob and, and Bob again, Prince of Monaco could be the competition, but I think they're all going to come after moves. This is going to be my single. Okay. I've got a single here too, a second single and, but it's different from yours. I like number four, Timberlake. Ooh. Yeah. So let's, let's go through this horse's career. Uh, start number one was at Ellis Park back in mid June. Horse was sent off even money, but got railroaded by a horse named Rhyme Schemes, who was from the Norm Cassie barn. He was the hot thing back then. He 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 wow. won this maiden race and he went on to Saratoga, and I think he won the Saratoga Special before he an injury uh, derailed him. And uh, then after that, Timberlake came back to win at seven furlongs. He won by nine and a quarter lengths, and he beat West Saratoga. West Saratoga came back to win the Iroquois at Churchill. The third place finisher in that race was Can Group from the Cassie Barn. Can Group won the uh, the Bourbon is it the Bourbon Stakes, the Bourbon County Stakes at Keeneland. Mm. So that's two two stakes winners out of that maiden race. So it was a highly productive maiden race. So Cox shipped him to, to Saratoga. He ran the Hopeful Stakes, a weird race, a race that absolutely fell apart and was won by a long shot, Nutella Fella, and uh, Timberlake finished second there. Kind of a, is odd because I mean the horse on on the racing for me he's ran a sixty nine buyer, uh, so Cox had cross entered him in the Breeders' Futurity and the Champagne, and he elected to run the Champagne and the Slop, and this horse just absolutely freaked. He won by four lengths over a Chad Brown horse, General Partner, who's in this race as well. I think his horse. So I watched one of his workouts. He he was uh, just uh, ready to burst out of his skin when working with uh, another Cox filly, uh, Interstate Daydream, who's a stakes winner. Yep. And he, they were basically heads up, but this horse wanted to do more. Interstate Daydream's the four-year-old filly, and, of course, Timberlake's a two-year-old. So that shows you what Cox thinks of him. I think this is the horse. I don't know what to make of everything else in here. The Baffert horses. Prince of Monaco looked like he was just going to be the second coming when he won the uh, the best pal stakes. Then he runs in the Del Mar Futurity, and he just he just does not look the same when he gets by uh, uh, Miramati, who's probably a B uh, second stringer, a B horse in the, in the Baffert barn. Uh, and then you've got uh, you've got the other uh, Baffert horses, uh, like you said, Muth. I don't know what to do with him, Muth. Uh, <laughs> You know, he, he won at two to five, won the American Pharaoh grade one over the stable mate wind me up. Who's also in here. I don't know. I don't know what to do with those, uh, uh, Baffert's hit or miss. Uh, if, if they let him go early, he's probably, he'll probably wire the field, but I, I'm hoping uh, Florent Giroux gets Timberlake into the race early. So, uh, we can, uh, we can cash our tickets and move on. But, uh, uh, kind of a long shot. I don't think he'll be six to one is number nine fierceness. In the Pletcher Barn, this horse broke his baiting by 11 links in the mud, and the second horse 
Air of Defiance came back to win rather handily at Keeneland. And then uh, Pletcher put him in the champagne against Timberlake, and he absolutely did nothing. He didn't he didn't run a step. He's beaten twenty links there. And uh, but the Pletcher elected to to come on to the Breeders' Cup, so I thought that was interesting. And yeah. uh, you know maybe ten to one, twelve to one, maybe maybe he gets part of this. I like that angle. You never know. And for good conditioner likes what he sees, even after a really clunker, why not? You know. Okay, and one more to go, and that's the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. One million dollars. It's one mile on the turf, and uh, like we said, it's just over one lap around the uh, the turf course. And now we talked about the Europeans not having a great record in the Philly version of this race. Uh, one particular trainer has dominated this race, and that's uh, Aiden O'Brien. I think he's won six, maybe five or six of these editions of this race and he's got the top two challengers in here number two river tiber and number eight unquestionable uh both will will take a lot of beating brandon oh gosh yeah i mean i've got a lot of bees circled here uh bee horses i would qualify but i also want to go back to who we've had on the podcast and i love oscar performance i think the sire is a great turf sire uh, I, so I'm actually going to pick endlessly for Mike McCarthy. He has really brought this horse up right. I think everything is about intention, and he is seeking the glory here to to win this race. Of course, I've got an affinity to the barn and what they do, but I think this horse is well intended. Uh, I just. I think everything about it, even the come up, it, you know, great, you know, gracefully, grade threes, grade threes, Rick Baden, three for three, hasn't lost, one on the Sanita turf. I like that a ton because you never know. Juan Hernandez, do I know him? No, I don't. He's a West Coast jockey, West Coast jockey. I, I'm not real familiar with him, but I trust him. That's kind of my A, that's my A horse. <laughs> Besides River Tiber. River Tiber, I think, is going to be a real tough one. However, can the horse get the mile? I don't know. Craig, you got to tell me. But River Tiber may not get the mile. The horse has never gone mile, and uh, especially two turns. It's a two-turn mile. So uh, I thought for a long shot, Grand Motion, Tok Tok. Those are my, those are my real uh, absolute must-use as well as a gate road. Okay, I'm looking at the uh, Aiden O'Brien winners over the years. Victoria Road, last year at Keeneland. And Mendelssohn, of course, uh, he went on to win the uh, the uh, UAE Derby. And I think he ran second in the Travers the following year. And then, of course, hit it a bomb. Yep. Wrote back in 2011. So that's, what is that, one? Oh, George Vancouver, I missed that one, in 2012. I can tell you right now, outside of maybe Mendelssohn, this is uh, those horses were all in Aiden O'Brien's B team, and uh, he he will, has never had to send his very best over here. Of course, uh, uh, I, I'm forgetting the name of the horse now, but his his A team is that Justify Colt we talked about it on the last podcast. I can't remember his name, but he elected to keep that one there. That one is the, the special one. This is the B team. The B team's good enough to win this. 
because the uh, I don't think the American contingent is very good this year outside of maybe Agate Road. I think Agate Road's all right, but uh, it, it, you know these. These two, they always say that the, uh, you know, you go six furlongs or seven furlongs in Europe. It's, it's similar to a mile race because a lot of the times you're racing uphill, you're racing on testing ground. So it plays a lot like a longer, like a longer race. So, you know, they'll, all they need to do is really handle the turns and, and, and get a good trip and you get two of the best jockeys in the world. I, I would favor the eight unquestionable. Uh, you get, you know, Frankie DeTori who at his age, and he's getting ready to retire, but he's riding better than he's ever had in his life. So I think he's going to stay the winner in California, try to get a Kentucky Derby mount. Uh, unquestionable. Kind of attended a, a hot pace on art day at uh, Longchamp, and he, he was just run down at the wire. And then, uh, and of course, River Tiber has run, th- uh, yeah, two-thirds and two grade ones going six furlongs. Uh, I, these are the two. Ryan Moore looks like he selected River Tiber over uh over unquestionable but uh that those two would tie up my pick five and uh i like you talk talk is a horse i'm interested in just because grand motion elected to ship out and run in this race motion has, has a good record in the british cup i know he's won at least two that i can think of maybe more than that but uh so to wrap up my pick five i'm i'm all which is 12 horses by tamra by five Horses in the Juvenile Phillies Turf by Timberlake, a single, by two horses here. So that's 12 times 1 times 5 times 1 times 2. That should be 120 tickets. It's a 50-cent wager. So take 120 divided by 2. That's a $60 wager. $60, that's that's good enough. I don't have to play it more than once. If it it hits, hopefully it will pay you know, anywhere from depending on what you get in the first leg, maybe you'll you, it'll it'll pay anywhere from three hundred to to a thousand. That'd be good enough for me. Oh, I think it'd pay two or three thousand on a big day like today. Or on well, Friday. the only problem is I've got a I'm going to have a heavy favorite, and then I'm probably going to have a lot of the, the horses that most people are going to take in the juvenile Phillies turf. Timberlake would be the key. I mean, he could be four to one, five to one. That would help. And then I'm going to have the two favorites in the last leg. So it, it all hinges on Timberlake, I think. What, what do you think on the last mountain bear for Aiden O'Brien? Bad post. Um, yeah. oh. I don't know anything about this jockey. Uh, he, he's, you know, he, he's fine. If he, if you just don't know, you just don't know. I mean, he's run, what is it, seven times? Two wins out of seven starts. He beats I, I mean, yeah. 17. You know, and when he broke his maiden, and then he went on synthetic, so he's kind of all over the board. You just don't know. He might he might really relish the uh, the the firmer going here in San Anita. So you know, it, 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 he's he's not bringing him over just to get a table for his owners because the they the owners have horses throughout the day, so they must think something of the horse. Otherwise, they would leave him at home. I would think. So yeah, you. you do you remember the past Breeders' Cup races on turf like this, this race? It'd be like the longest shot on the board that just comes over and romps the American horses on turf. You know, and this could be the one. Well, Aiden O'Brien brought, you remember, it was a few years ago at Keeneland, he brought Order of Australia over. <laughs> yeah, and that was, was it. Yeah, he was he was entered in the, uh, the three-year-old race the day before. It was just a minor stakes. And uh, that was my single. 
on that that early sequence what? or mid sequence. That was my single. They scratched him, and I didn't even pay attention. He he drew into the Breeders' Cup mile. He was on the AE list. He draws in and wins at like seventy to one. The horse had no business in the race. He had no form whatsoever. Never won a stakes. Had never run well in, a, in any type of stakes race. Probably never over two turns. Yeah, and and he, and he wins there seventy to one. When I had, I think I had ten of the twelve in the race and didn't didn't have him for some reason. I'm, I'm, uh, that's my fault for not going off, but whatever. Yeah, but no, I I, I love your all pick in the first because it's a turf sprint. You never know what can happen, and I may end up going that way. But I feel pretty good with my picks and. I'm excited Friday. I think it's going to start at 5 p.m. Eastern time, and I'm excited. Yeah, and, of course, uh, the following day, looking forward to that. There's some great races. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing the likes of uh, August Rodan and uh, Onesto and, and uh, Mosadoff in the turf, and then you, you've got White Barrio versus uh, Arabian Light. You've got the Japanese horse, uh, Ushba Tesoro. In the classic, uh, earlier on the card, you get, uh, that mile is very interesting. You got Maj, who, who won at Keeneland, won the QE2 at Queenland, or Ke- not Queenland, Keeneland. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, there's a Japanese filly in there, Songline, who's, uh, outstanding. So it's, uh, it's going to be a great day of racing. Cody's Wish is running in the, in, uh, like the first race on the Bridge Cup card. So that, that's, that Saturday is going to be a lot of fun. We'll cover that. In part two, we'll have JJ Highsell. Of course, Alan will be back and Jeff Riggs if, if we let him. And, uh, it should be a, uh, it should be a fun evening. I can't wait. All right. Well, anything else that you want to add before we, uh, before we sign off? Juveniles are always really tough. It's extremely tough to kick off Breeders' Cup, but I'm excited for it. I think Alcibiades is a great prelude to what we could see, you know, on Friday, this coming Friday. Uh, but other than that, I'm looking forward to Saturday even more. Sounds good. Okay. Let's, uh, let's put a bow on this and, uh, we'll call it an evening on behalf of Brandon Jaggers and of course, Alan Schneider, Jeff Riggs, who aren't here. This is CC Broadus reminding you in the words of our fearless leader, Jerry Romans, we're not happy until you're not happy. Good night.